I feel conflicted. I feel conflicted. I don't want to see that. I feel conflicted. I don't need to see that. I don't want. I don't need to. I don't want. I don't need to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't need to see that. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> wow. Welcome back to Countdown. Jenny's feeling saucy today. Countdown to the comeback. <laughs> I'm Miss Jenny. I'm sorry. Can we start over? <laughs> Countdown to the comeback, episode 10. I'm Miss Jenny. I'm Miss Marcy. I'm Miss Marcy. I'm Miss Jenny. <laughs> It sounds like I'm saying, I miss Jenny. I know, that's I right. I miss you. I miss you. I oh miss you. Oh my God, it's been so long since the last episode. I know, I can't believe it's been so long since we've sat down across from one another. <laughs> like all of two you minutes. You the same thing. <laughs> it's very cute. Jenny's wearing a really cute skirt today. Can I just tell you how great your hair looks? It's glossy again. It is glossy. It is looking... Bouncy. Just, I love the style. Ooh. It is. She is happening. You look... Like you're ready for a magazine cover. I have kind of a Valerie Cherish hair right now. You do have sort of future Valerie Cherish That's hair. That's right. Oh, zip, 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 zip. We didn't it. watch that yet. We didn't watch I it. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch it. I'm conflicted. So episode 10, Valerie gets a magazine cover. This is a very good episode. Another winner. Oh, and this is where we see Dan Bukatinsky. You are absolutely right. We finally her get him. producing partner. And uh, who went on to produce and write web therapy with her. And, and now the new season and the um, comeback. And if you're not sure where else you know him from, he's also on Scandal, or was. But if you're just watching Scandal and you don't know what happens... Then, yeah, he's on that show. And now he's on a new show. And now he's on a new show. He's on Marry Me. He plays one of the gay dads of yes. Casey Wilson's. Yes, which just got picked up for a full season. Woohoo! Yeah, when all the other new sitcoms got canceled. Well, we are very happy for Dan Bukatinsky. Or Bukatinsky. He's or Bukatinsky. a busy fella. Deserving of the success. This episode was written by Amy B. Harris and directed by David Steinberg. Why do I know David Steinberg? She's a comedian. Okay, that's why. We open inside Valerie Cherish's home, and she's working out. She's on the treadmill. Oh, yeah. And I thought... She, oh, go ahead. I, I had to say, when it started, the first thing I thought was, oh, Marcy's going to love this. Like, Esperanza's, like, totally front and center in this first scene. I love the Esperanza. I love when Esperanza's hating Valerie. Those are my favorite moments. She's not in a lot of the episodes. But when she is there, you... Feel it. She is so, such a strong presence. She's so good. Valerie Cherish is working out on the treadmill and she's getting ready to do press for the comeback. And she's talking to the camera about how important it is for her to stay in shape because it's just a couple of months away from. It's really funny. Every time she talks about anything, it's, it's almost like she can't believe she's doing this again. Like, it's not even real to her. You know, 
her life, like in the comeback and all this is like to me, like when you have those dreams that you're back in school. Right. You know, and you are back in school in your dream and it's real, but it's not. It's surreal. And I almost feel like that's her life on the on room and board. I'm sure. And even when she's talking about, you know, have to get in shape for press and all that. I, I don't think anyone's actually called her about press yet. You know, I don't think so either. Yeah. But we find out within a minute or two of the show start starting that although she's giving the impression like there's going to be this huge junket and right. you know press push, that she's the one who has been bothering the studio about, of course, about it and wondering what's happening. And she's saying that you got to do it all. You got to keep in shape. You got to keep up with the news and they like cut to the news and it's just like e news, right? Which to her is news. Well, that is her news. Exactly. I don't think she knows what's going on in the world other than that. News equals the entertainment news. Right. And so she is conferenced in on a conference call regarding the ads and press. Meanwhile, Esperanza comes in and she's looking for her purse because she always puts it on the treadmill. What do you need, dear? Where's my purse? Your purse? Well, I had to I had to move it for my workout. You know, you can't put things on the equipment. You know, I use this treadmill. So. But I always put my purse in the That's equipment. That's all right. It's all right, dear. I'm not mad. I know. Valerie says that she's not mad, which Esperanza never said, are you mad, or wasn't acting like she thought she was mad. She just assumes Esperanza thinks she's mad. Right. Valerie tells her she moved it because she needed the treadmill. Esperanza is very confused by this. <laughs> It made me laugh because I remember working on a film out of state and the place that I was staying in the apartment I was staying, we had a treadmill. And I was very excited with the idea that, oh yeah, I was going to either get up early before going to set and do the treadmill or come back after a long day on the set and do the treadmill. And by the end of the trip, it was just another clothing repository it was just where i hung stuff up and i bought a mini manual treadmill uh for my home and uh it came and you have to assemble it and it's been the pieces of it are sitting next to my wine bar and have been for six months and the wine bar probably came in several pieces and it's completely put together absolutely right? <laughs> put together the day I got yeah, it, my friend came over and put it over all together. Yeah, the wine bar is fabulous. Yeah, that's what it would be like if we had one, I'm sure. We don't even have one. I mean, at least you've gone that far. I've thought about it. I've looked them up and starned them on Amazon. I think they're Bed, on Bath, and Beyond is where I got Ooh. mine. I want to get a treadmill desk. That's, oh, me too. That's my... Oh, you mean the treadmill? I got um, Overstock.com. Overstock.com. Maybe they'll let they'll give us endorsement money. Although this episode is not officially endorsed by Overstock.com, I bought my treadmill there. Personal, personal moments. And I bought this chair there. We have bought several things there. Did we you love. buy that chair there? I have. Yeah, I did. Oh, I bought some sheets too. I bought, I bought sheets on. And I bought a lot of stuff on Me Overstock. Overstock.com. Give us money. Love <laughs> Overstock.com. I really do. Yes. Okay, Esperanza is looking for her purse, and Valerie is getting on this conference call. She's trying to remember the names of all the guys that are on the call, and she keeps calling everybody by the wrong name, which is something she does anyways. Right. I would probably. 
probably do that too, though. I mean, how do you know who's talking? You don't, but why do you make an effort? Why does she make an effort? Right. It's like, no, just stop using their name. Right. Right? She's telling them how much she cares about it, and they're telling her how great it is that she cares, and... Uh, in the background, Esperanza, you see Esperanza was looking for a purse so she could put on her lipstick. Uh, there's just this one little look shot of her, and she's looking all dev- devilish over her, like... And it's like a really red, frosty lipstick oh. outside the line. Esperanza. She's a, she's a hot tamale. She is. So, as the team is telling Valerie about the rollout campaign, Mark walks in <laughs> on his way to work, and... Goes to step by and step on the treadmill. He goes to step on it to get past it and doesn't realize that she has left it on. And he eats it. It's all going to come together. Oh, Mark! Are you alright? Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Stop! No! What was the treadmill doing on? She was working out. Oh. Where does it hurt? I can't yeah. move my fingers. Oh. So he kind of trips and over. And he cried. He was screaming like a little girl. He hurts. A little girl with a lady butt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it is. I'm... <laughs> okay, so Mark hurts his hand and he's screaming like a little girl. And she hangs up on the market team. I'm very proud of her. Although, like, at first... She I was, little... too. I didn't think she was going to. No. And I think maybe three episodes ago, she might not have. Right. I think three episodes, she would have told him to put a pin in it. Yeah. Put some ice on it. It'll be fine. She starts to order people around, too, to tend to Mark. And she can't remember the boom operator's name. And she's... Really doesn't give a shit at this point because they're just going to the ER and she's just lost it. Here, Phil, help me get him up. Will you help me? I'm Al. Al, it's not about you right now, all right? Mark's hurt. Come on. Oh. Oh, my God. What? I hung up on the entire marketing department. Just hung up on them. That's an emergency. They'll understand, I think. All right. All right, well, let's go. Oh, don't touch my hand. Don't touch his hand. Anyone. Don't anyone touch his hand. Then we cut to the hospital. And it's the lobby. Valerie is on the phone, and we realize that she's on the phone with Jane because Jane and the camera crew can't come in. Right. To the waiting room, and I like how Jane said, "Do you want me to come in and sit with you?" I like, like I like how her relationship with Jane is developing too. I love the relationship with Jane, and there's also a big question in my mind about the relationship between Jane and Mark being established because there's a lot of moments where he's looking sort of in the direction of the camera but you get the feeling that he's looking at Jane. Yeah. And I and I'm just not quite sure what that is. Do you think they're doing it? I don't know. I don't know. But and maybe not. And maybe it's just friendship and that support would be and understanding. Sad. It would be sad and I don't want to think that. Okay. I don't want to think, think that. It either. Okay, don't think it. But it is. It. But there's definitely a friendship happening between Jane and Valerie, and Jane is getting a little protective of Valerie in certain areas, and I think that's sweet. And she's right. she's seen the vulnerability. I think Valerie bugged the shit out of her at first, like with everybody, but she's warmed up to her. You do. Valerie grows on you like a fungus. Yes. Valerie reports to Jane that Mark's broken three fingers, and Jane offers to come in, like you said, and Valerie knows that 
Even if Jane came in, she wouldn't be able to use any of the footage if Jane joined her. So if you see this kind of conversation between them with the glass between Jane and Valerie and Jane said she'd broken her finger and she's like, it's amazing. She's trying to be supportive and reassuring. She also tells Valerie that it's okay. They don't need to stay on the phone because Valerie's still miked. So Valerie does sit down and starts flipping through magazines while she's waiting and happens to come across an article that's featuring Juna. Juna. Just a little blurb in Us Weekly. Hate hospitals. Oh, look at that. There's Juna. That's Juna. Can you get that? There she is. My baby girl. You see that? <laughs> oh, so exciting for her. Remember how it felt when I started seeing my pictures in magazines, you know? It's thrilling. It's really thrilling. Oh, there she is. <laughs> oh, look, it says she's TV's fashion it girl. Isn't that funny? Because I was TV's I'm it girl. Small world, huh? Isn't that funny? It's a little profile on baby girl she's always baby girl baby girl and valerie seems genuinely excited on juna's behalf and this is also i think kind of a shift a shift for but valerie. she did really go on on about i remember what it was like when i had my first thing and absolutely and she, i think she does feel sort of maternal towards juna she is surprisingly not jealous of juna I think there were moments at the beginning when she was, yeah. but I think she's gotten to a point where she's not as threatened by her. Right. And I think Juna's done a really good job of disarming her in right. a way. She's disarmed the narcissist. So she's disarmed the narcissist. It's a catharsis of the narcissist. But yes, Valerie mentions how this Us Weekly article refers to Juna as TV's fashion it girl and how funny that is because Valerie was once TV's I'm it girl. And then we're back in the Berman home and Valerie's returning with a very drugged up Mark. Why was it on? I told you, Mark. It's working out. You don't work out? Okay, not going to discuss this with you, and you're obviously high on Percocet. <laughs> not thinking clearly. Jane, will you open the door, please? Thank you. Damien Young is so good. He's so good. He's so good, and he's happy. He looks very happy on these drugs. He said a couple of things before this, too, where, you know, I just don't understand why the treadmill was on. Everybody's very confused about Valerie using the treadmill, and she keeps trying to cover. Yeah. Mr. Mark, how are you? Well, not so good, I'm afraid. Broke three fingers. Hey, that's when I was like, how often does Val work out? Never, right? She wants to create the illusion that no, she's no, no. always on the treadmill. She, the way she looks is, you know, she works hard for it. Valerie shuts it down and leads him upstairs and assures Love Ball that she'll be taking <laughs> care of him. Love Ball. Love Ball. I'm going to stay by you. I'm going to be by your side, get you anything you need until I leave for camera blocking at three. <laughs> <laughs> Love ball. Love ball. Why was it on? Mark, I told you three times. You know what? Let's just get you into bed. He leaves. I'm going to start calling you friend ball. <laughs> Do you mind? I'm going to call you ball friend. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Personal. Personal moments. What are you looking at? Is Colonel Sanders? That's Freud. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Maybe they're the same thing. Maybe. Maybe Sigmund I never saw them both Fre- in the same place I at the know. same time. Sigmund Freud. Oh, my God. Colonel Sanders. Personal. Personal moments. <laughs> Valerie helps put Mark into bed. We don't see that. We just see them walking off. And he's still obsessing about why the treadmill was turned on. Then we are backstage. His Percocet moments were so great, weren't they? I loved him on the Percocet. And he's so happy and mellow and very go with the flow. I love him. He grows on me more and more. He's, his sense of humor, like, I, you know, you were saying, like, what he looks to the camera and stuff. But also, like, his little funny takes to the camera. He's looking at Valerie sort of fondly but laughing at her at the same time. But it's loving. Yeah, because he's also, I think, confused. It's just like the treadmill being on. The things that she does in front of the camera are all new to him. Right. Or they, or he's seeing them in a new way. Right, exactly. Or there are ways that she may always be, but they might be exaggerated more. And she's definitely rewriting things and... She stops before too much of her true self comes out, right? It's like we talked about her being kind of a dirty girl, but then there's a I limit. I wonder, don't you? I I feel like they have kind of a dirty time together. The time when he's talking about them having sex on the bathroom floor, right? And, you know, She's hitting her head, hitting her head, and and in Vegas when I mean in Palm Springs when they knocked on the door and he was you know naked. Yeah, I think they are very healthy. They have a good sex life. I would. I would venture to guess, as long as there aren't cameras around. As long as they can find... But hey, you know what? That could spice it up, too. No kink is wrong. Whatever works. So we are backstage. It's the costume room backstage on the set of Room and Board. And Valerie arrives, flashing the little cutout of the little blurb from Us Weekly. Oh, man. Oh, God. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting like for what's coming next. This is about the thing I'm not... So, Valerie is showing the Us Weekly piece, and we're like, hey, look what I found. And Juna is like, oh, my God. She genuinely. Yeah, like, she was. That's the thing about her is she never, like, she genuinely comes across as someone who's excited about everything that's happened to her. She's really not jaded yet. No, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. She's not jaded yet. And Valerie's not jaded yet either. Not, I mean, on some levels she might be, but on other levels she's not, you know? I think she's pretty optimistic, or she tries to be. You know, she tries to tap into that right. that place that Juna's at, that, that place that she was probably at when I'm It started. I think that's, and I think that's one of why Valerie so warms up to her. Because she sees herself yeah. in her. I think she wants to believe that she was that, too. Because at the same time, that also means that whatever success Juna is having right now is not a guarantee that it's going to continue, you know, full throttle, just like Valerie's career has ebbed and flowed, right? Right. I I think Valerie's trying to protect her. Is it bothering you that I'm tweeting about this as we're talking? No. I'm being very 2014. You got to tweet. What's happening on the podcast? <laughs> Personal. Personal moments. So Valerie arrives 
and gives Juna this piece. She's excited, but Juna also points to a mock-up of the Rolling Stone cover that she's going to be on. Oh, man, that's what made my heart hurt. That is breathtaking. <laughs> so you're on the cover of Rolling Stone? Are you, you're on the cover? Is that, a, is that a real cover? It's a mock-up. The real one comes out in about two to three weeks. Like this huge, like... She's this little tiny Us Magazine article clipping that Valerie brought her, and then and she thinks this it's a big deal. Huge Rolling Stone cover where she looks gorgeous, sexy. I forget who told her that there's a oh maybe maybe it's Jennifer Courtney. Isn't Jennifer Courtney the the publicist? The publicist. Yeah. That's an actress's name, right? Jennifer Courtney. Yes. And and oh my god. Also known as Flo. From the progressive insurance commercials. Oh my god, you're right. I did not know this. I did not. Oh my god. How did you know How that? How did I not know that? I know what that. is wrong with me? I don't want to think that. <laughs> Although we keep referring to her as Jennifer Courtney, the actress's name is actually Stephanie Courtney. Please forgive us. So Jennifer Courtney, as Juna's publicist, Carolina, is phenomenal. And she says that they've pulled a quote from the article that Juna is the hottest. I'm still not over that she's flow. Sorry. Personal. Personal moments. Valerie's very, very taken aback by the cover, but she covers for the cover. And then is a little bit... Surprised to find out that it's not just the cover. There's also an article about Juna that will be appearing in Rolling Stone. Okay, well, I guess I know what the pull quote is going to be. I just got an email from the copy editor of Rolling Stone magazine, and Jesse says you have the quote, hottest white ass in Hollywood. No! Oh my God. Congratulations! <laughs> so then it's an article, too? It's an article? Yeah. Wow. Oh, baby girl. Yeah. So proud of you. <laughs> so you. proud. Carolina, listen, if you ever need me to get on the phone with anyone for her, my pleasure. Okay, and I promise I'll mention more than just her ass, all right? <laughs> Valerie tells Carolina, the publicist, that she would be happy to give good quote for Juna. If anybody else, you know, if she ever needs something that's not about her ass. And then Polly G and Tom enter. Any bikinis need approving? Ugh. You know, every once in a while, I still get a flashback to Polly G getting a blowjob on that one of those early episodes. Yeah. I still get a flashback to it. I don't know why. I, was, I don't know. It, it was very upsetting to me. It was very aggressive. It's like yeah. such a, it's such a silverback kind of base animal move, right? Like, see me get my cock sucked. You know? It's like, yeah. oh. Like, we... I, like we said at wow. the time, like you and I, we were both really like, why is he mad at her? He's the one he who left, left the, the door, door open. open. Yes. Like you wanted, he wanted her to see that. Exactly. So the Rolling Stone cover slogan is got milkin, because Juno's last name is Milkin. Polly G makes the joke, wish I had a cookie. Uh, like you don't want Polly G to ever touch her. No. Of course, she just goes with it, and she's, Juna goes with it, and is charming, and she's eating a Krispy Kreme donut, and Polly G's just talking about what a perfect woman she is, because she can eat like that, and Juna says that the record company is very upset with her because she kept mentioning Room and Board in the interview. It wasn't talking enough about the album, but she's definitely gotten a lot of press for Room and Board. 
Then Juna also tells Carolina, her publicist, that Carolina should take a meeting with Valerie. Tries to sell Carolina on Valerie. But not in a... Not no, in a, tries to sell Valerie on Carolina. Does she? I, yeah. I thought it was more like she was like, oh, you've got to... Well, one way or the other, Juna thinks it would be a really good idea if Valerie and Carolina... You know, it's again one of those things where she doesn't think... She thinks everybody should love Valerie. Right. Like, she doesn't think it'd be any other way. (laughs) Sigmund Freud is going up your butt right now. And probably... (laughs) Sigmund Freud has been up my butt for so long. (laughs) Up my lady butt. With his cigar in hand. Personal. Personal moments. So Valerie does set up a meeting with Carolina's company. We next see Valerie at Flash PR, which is Carolina's company. Flash PR. And she's sitting in the lobby with Mickey, who's with her for emotional support, waiting for this meeting. And it's very busy and the phones are ringing. Do you, does she pay Mickey for those times? I always wonder, what is, what, what, is he on like a retainer? I figure, well, he must have a salary from room and board, but right. then he must have some salary or income from the reality show and I'm sure they want her to have a sidekick. That's right. I mean, those celebrity shows usually have a sidekick around and that's kind of what Mickey has been. Again, he comes in with sort of his naysaying. Flash PR. Obviously, Carolina's real busy, which is a good sign. means she's working for her clients. It's been 15 minutes. Punctuality is important. It says they understand people's time is valuable. Uh, yeah, Mickey, gotta cut people slack sometimes. You're too nice. Valerie? Yeah. Carolina's ready to see you. Oh, okay. See, here we go. I don't know that he means anything by it, but he makes these comments, and it's like you're just adding to the drama. You're, you're just stoking that fire, buddy. Then she goes into the meeting with Carolina. Carolina tells Valerie that at her company at Flash PR... She and her partner believe in rounding out an actor's image. Valerie is so flattering to her, just keeps flattering her about how great the article was, everything she's done with Juno. And we also learn a little bit about what happened with the Rolling Stone cover, that it wasn't originally supposed right, to be Right, and she's saying, I didn't, because I really didn't do anything. This is how it happened, and... They were covering the band. Yeah. Truthfully, I didn't even do anything. That was a shot from an inside piece about up-and-coming rock bands, and they saw the photo, immediate cover. All I had to do was say yes to stop the begging. Wow. (laughs) You seem terrific at what you do. You know, real special. And you really think, you really think that she's warming up to Valerie. She's not unkind to Valerie at all in those moments. It was a real bait and switch, I thought, that scene. I'm with you. She plays it very straight and sweet and real and not Hollywood. She seems very modest. Again, like, I didn't really do anything like you're saying. Carolina seems to be giving other people credit and seems, like you said, open to Valerie. And Valerie just keeps laying it on real special so i think it would be fun give this a whirl you and me ah oh, that would be great uh but my partner and me we aren't taking on any more clients at this time i sort of did this meeting as a favor to juna carolina sets the record straight and says that she and her partner aren't taking on any other new clients and that she did the meeting as a favor to juna oh stop that's what, oh. Oh, yeah, it was very painful. This was one of those ones that I sort of, oh, I had that thing where, I don't know, I want to fast forward, but it was so good, 
But it's like, I get that in Curb Your Enthusiasm sometimes. And then I go back and watch it. But I have to prepare to watch it emotionally. But I don't with the comeback because every second is such a jewel, you know. But I was like, oh, oh, pain. No. Don't go in the basement. But of course Valerie rebounds like she always does. Yeah, well, I was going to tell you it wasn't a fit. But we only take like one or two clients a year and we really try to stick with yeah. up and comers. No, I, I didn't think it was a good match in the yeah. first place. You know, I was also just didn't want to hurt Juna's or your feelings, you know. Thanks. So, yeah, someone else in mind anyway. Oh, but okay. great to sit down and talk with you. With Keep you. up the good work. Thanks. Okay. Right after she's been saying, like, I really think we've got chemistry yeah. here. Like, this would be great. But, yeah, we're not a fit. Yeah. The other thing that Carolina says to her that I thought was particularly ouchworthy was that we try to stick with up-and-comers. And that's when Valerie backtracks. Then she tries to get out as smoothly as possible, oh. but you can see she's shaken. You can see Valerie's right. end. Oh, plus her little heart. And it's one of those moments I love where the giant reality crew is trying to get out of the small office. And it's yes. like a big clusterfuck. I don't know why, but those moments always kill me. They make they me happy. I think I hearken back to the, is it Animal Crackers? What is the Marx Brothers where exactly. they're on the ship? Yeah, yeah. Exactly <laughs> And they all just keep going into the small quarters. It's a little bit, it's a little fade dough. It's a little French farcy. It is. It's a mo- Look it's, at you. I know. I have a degree in theater arts. Mm, you got them so the end. Do you, don't you? Yes, I do. It's so funny. I don't know. We should mention that. Yeah, no, I definitely do. Definitely. It is very farcical. Farcical. It's like the misanthrope or cat among the pigeons. Farcical. I'm a theater geek. Hello, my name is Marcy, and I'm a theater geek. Hello, Marcy. Hello, Jenny. You also are theater geek. It's like Actors Anonymous. <laughs> oh God, this was this the the out on the scene where Valerie says to Jane. Ah, uh, did you hear that, Jane? Partner in me. She said, "Partner in me should be partner and I." You know, publicist is essentially the spokesperson, so should know how to speak. Right, Jane? Yeah. Yeah. Jane yeah. kind of agrees. She's like, yeah. You kind of hear her <laughs> out. Which, again, though, is Jane interacting with her and being kind, sort of. Yeah. She's not trying to burst her bubble. She's like, go with it, right? Yeah. Outside of the building, she's walking and talking in a conversation with Mickey. And Sigmund Freud is face down on your crotch now, Jenny. Sigmund Freud has been up my butt for so long. <laughs> As they're leaving, Valerie is making comments that she, about Carolina is not a gal's gal and it wasn't right. And I was wondering if she's implying that she's a lesbian. Is she trying to say, like, it wasn't going to work because she's obviously... I, I don't think she's that. I'm not saying that she was, but I thought maybe that was what Valerie was trying to imply. And she's like, she's not a gal's gal. Just not a gal's gal, you know. Some women are just real threatened by other very strong women. You know, hate to put it out there, but it's true. Didn't want to say anything, Red, but anyone with hair like that, uh-uh, no. If it were any drier, there'd be a brush fire. <laughs> very good. So, Mickey jokes about Carolina's dry hair. And you know that for Mickey, there's nothing worse than it's having not, dry no. hair. No, it was like the biggest 
insults you could come up with. Like, really says something about a person if it's they have dry hair. Mojave Desert in there. Didn't he say that? Valerie mentions the publicist from It named Ryan, and Mickey's very confused because... Oh, again with the wrong names. Again with the I'm wrong sorry, names. did I jump the gun? No, it's it. Mickey's like, you mean Lou? You know who's great? Ryan. Who's Ryan? Ryan, you know, that adorable publicist from It. Ryan. Lou? Right. Yeah, that his name is Lou, but I called him Ryan because he looked a little like Ryan O'Neal. Valerie covers again. I called him Ryan because he looked like Ryan O'Neal. That was our thing. That was our thing. She always said every should have a thing with everybody. But when you look at Mickey, you can you know he didn't look like Ryan O'Neal. She's just making this shit oh, up. I know. Sometimes those Mickey faces. Mickey's face tells a lot about what has been happening. She keeps going on about how great a publicist Ryan was because he was gay and uh, she says he got me, he got the nuances and because he was gay, she's sure that that's why he understood her. He really got me. You know, I think it's because he was gay. Got the nuances more. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Gotta get me a gay, Mickey. Gotta get a gay. Gotta get a gay, Mickey. Every time she says gay, he gets this look on his face like... We don't mention that. Like, don't, don't say the G word. Don't. I, my parents don't know. Oh, God. Just like Raul. Yeah. She outs a lot of people. Although, again, with Mickey, it's sort of like, really, Mickey, really think you are oh, I love incognito. Those. But I love those moments. So she suggests that she should call Lou, and Mickey's face changes. Why don't I just call Lou? Oh, Red, he died. In 94, I think. Oh, no. Did he have? No. Hit by a car crossing bar room. Oh, good. Not, not good that he died. Oh, my God. This moment was so politically incorrect and so much what people were doing, what was on people's minds at that time when she went, oh. and he goes, no, he got hit by in an accident or something. She's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, she said hit by a car crossing Barham. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. Because, oh, I mean, uh, you know. Oh, not good that he died. I got in a car accident on Barham. Barham's a very treacherous stretch. Personal. Personal moments. At least it wasn't, you weren't. No. Have the thing with Ryan, Tim. No. Whatever his I, name, Lou, Lou. I forgot Ryan. his name. Tim. That was our thing. Wait, because he Tim. looked like Tim Meadows? Yeah. <laughs> Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Oh, I so he was think. tall. Yes, he was tall. Because <laughs> that's the difference between Tim Meadows and Tim Robbins. <laughs> that's all. That's the only difference. The height. And Susan Sarandon. <laughs> yes, not anymore. Oh, Tim Meadows is now with Susan Sarandon? <laughs> he this could is be. getting interesting. I know the intrigue. Tim Meadows does play Dan Bukatinsky's husband on Marry Me. He d- they are great. Like, your circular brain works, I'm my friend. Now making connections. <laughs> Sigmund Freud has been up my butt for so long. (laughs) All right, so the next thing we do is we are at the restaurant Quality for a lunch meeting, and she is sitting across from a very young Dan Bukatinsky. We love him. It's a Bukatinsky moment. Bukatinsky moment. I what if we're pronouncing love... his name wrong? I just saw him in the views, so I feel we're I not. Bukatinsky or... It's Bukatinsky. Bukatinsky. Buk- 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 Let's call him Bukatinsky. 
It's a Bukatinsky moment. Back to quality, and we are introduced to Dan Bukatinsky as the very gay publicist Billy. And I love Billy. Billy is like my new favorite character. Oh, yeah. He's my new favorite character. It's nice to have a little more flavor, a new, new kind of personality. Flavor, flavor. A new flavor in the mix here. And he is just over the moon and giving her so much positive energy and he's right from the opening of the scene he's like I'd love to work with you Billy tells her you're hilarious he thinks she's the funniest thing and seems genuine it doesn't seem like a bullshit PR and guy he had great ideas for her <laughs> you're hilarious I'd like to think so oh think so he has a plan for her and she's all excited, and every time she goes to kind of check in with Mickey, he is Mickey is not even paying attention to her meeting with Billy. He is totally focused on all the good-looking guys in the restaurant. And she makes a joke about uh, Mickey being distracted because he's never eaten next to two <laughs> real-life G.I. Joes. <laughs> oh, my God, no. That mama, when they... Cut to, to Mickey, and he's mesmerized by these two guys. He's just like staring. And they were so 2004 gay. They were. <laughs> they had tank tops, muscles. Like, they just come from working out. Yes. The other thing is, is he asks her what her goals are. Right. And she lists her goals as... Uh, I forgot about that. She wants to do another Lem Leno before the premiere of the comeback. And she wants a magazine cover... He's all behind that. He's like, yes, absolutely. Let's get a cover. Let's see Aunt Sassy out of that jogging suit, out of that running suit. Oh, and that makes her so happy. Uh, goal number one, want to do a Leno before the premiere of the comeback. Great. Well, I know the guy who books it, so we can get that ball rolling right away. Great. Okay. So impressed. Yeah. Well, it's not about me. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um, so, numero uno, Leno. Right. Right. And then magazines. Um, you know, I... Want to get covers? Oh, yeah, great. Let's see Valerie Cherish outside of that running suit, which mm -hmm. is hilarious, don't get me wrong, but come on, you're a beautiful woman. Oh, thank you, but exactly, exactly, yeah. Oh, Billy, you're really fantastic. And he also makes a comment that something like, this is all about you, this isn't about me, this is about you, which I think has got to be like music to her ears. She was so excited until... The, the blow. She's all flattered by what he has to say. And, and she feels like she's working with the big time again. Because he's at PMK, which is a big PR agency. And he informs her that mm, he's not there anymore. He's left and started his own company. PMK is top-notch publicity firm, so... Yeah, I left PMK. You left? Did, you did? Just right after I talked on the phone? or I'm starting my own company. Seven of their clients came with me. You can just see her face melt. Yes. Oh, poor Valerie. But he goes on to sort of describe a Jerry Maguire-like moment. Yep. He's left with seven of their clients, and he explains that the reason he left was because they promoted somebody younger over him, and it seems like she can get with that. She yep. understands that. Even though Valerie has concerns that she is trying to express, everybody is a little bit distracted by some random guy on the other side of the window that they're sitting at who just starts mugging at the camera and making faces at her and making kissy faces yeah, or something yeah. to and her. Yeah, and she turned around and tried to get him to leave and he wouldn't leave. Yeah, really weird guy. Billy gets up and goes outside and confronts the guy. Hi. 
Yeah, you know, you gotta move. We're filming a reality show and you can't be here. Kiss my ass. Yeah, you know what? You want me to call the West Hollywood police? Because then. Oh, maybe no. Are you gonna call them on your little phone, faggy? This is such a great moment, and the kid is so rude and calls Billy like a faggot, right? He said, like, he's like, what are you going to do? You're going to come at me with that little phone? Billy, like, goes from being very nice, asking him very politely to move, to, like, vicious, like, pushes the kid and, you know, sets him straight. It was, it was, it was surprising and, like, uh-oh, what's, what's he going to do in the future? Right. Moment. But it didn't scare me, like, what's he going to do? It was more to me, and maybe this is my my naivete, is I felt like Valerie in that moment, like, he is her knight in shining armor at yeah. that moment. It's a little bit like the scene in the, in the episode right before this where Chris goes after the beady beady right. boys. It's yeah. Like, Here's somebody who's going to stick up for her. Yeah, but it was it was pretty hot-headed. Oh, sure. Know? And so it turned on a dime. Yeah, exactly. He went from being so like, I was like, ooh, he's suddenly more interesting. Right, and I started to wonder what was the real story behind him leaving the agency. And if there was more to it than he is telling us. Maybe we'll find out, maybe we won't. Maybe only Dan Bukatinsky knows. Oh. It's a Bukatinsky moment. After that... I think there's a lot only Dan Bukatinsky knows. After that, Valerie knows that Billy will get her the magazine covers. She's very confident, and she points to him, and she's like, that's a publicist. That's a publicist. That's the guy who's going to get me covers. She wants somebody who's going to stick up for her like that. Then we're back in the Berman house, the interior, and Mark still drugged up on Percocet. I love those Mark Percocet moments. And he's trying to... You can probably relate to this a little bit. I know you had the walking cast, but he's got... Oh, he's itching. no. So it's right now. I was That's what I was doing when I was doing this. It's still itchy because your skin gets all dry. Personal. Personal moments. He's trying to scratch under the cast with her Simon Pierce carving fork. Fancy brand of cutlery. I'm sure I don't know it either, but... She was not happy, but then she remembered the cameras were there. Mark, is that my Simon Pierce carving for? You're using that as a scratching device? <laughs> not very sanitary, dear. Bitches. Well, that's a good thing. It means it's healing. She has made, in several different episodes, comments that are along the same line, which I love because it just, just deepens that character trait, about something being unsanitary. Yeah. Like, it's very unsanitary, and I wonder if she's got little OCD. Could like, be, just, yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. She's a little functional, but it's always like, eh, it's not very sanitary. And she brings salad and fruit to him, and she tries to reassure him about the itching and telling him that it means that it's healing. And he asks her... To, she's suddenly a medical professional. Valerie knows a little about a lot of things. Mark asked her to cut up his food for him or a salad into small pieces. He asked for pepperoncinis or, right, pepperoncinis and she's like, ah, I think we have some of those. So she's still sort of doting on him and in the middle of all that, the phone rings. Billy's on the phone and she gets on and it's good news, she's got a cover. Oh, very exciting. Alright, I got you a cover. Well, that is exciting! Well, there you go. And it's a new magazine called Bee Yoga. And she's not very into it because she's never never heard heard of it. Yeah. But he assures her that it's new and it's hip and it's trendy and it skews young. So she's into that. Uh, Do you do yoga? Well, I haven't for a while, but I could take one class and just, you know, get up to speed. Yeah. 
You don't do yoga. Yes, I did, Mark. I did do yoga, okay? At that place, Prana something, on Crescent Heights. Okay, here are your pepperoncinis. Mark in the background, just like with the treadmill, like, you don't do yoga. <laughs> just so confused. And he was so, but he was so stoned still that it made him laugh and he couldn't stop. You know, because he said it more than once. That was, was so funny. I do yoga! She was so mad at him. Here we had another little moment about her past, whether she's being honest or not she and she's lying i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure but she definitely it sounds good to do yoga so suddenly she's done yoga and she assures billy that she can take a class and get up to speed one class while all that is going on with her talking to billy and trying to assure billy that she can do the cover and look like she does yoga Jane opens the jar of the pepperoncinis for him, and you see Jane over there sort of helping Mark, and very sweet. Then we cut to Valerie in her bubble bath, giving a video testimonial. A very yoga zen. It's very... She's suddenly zen. It's very much a health and wellness kind of soak, right? (laughs) (laughs) She's got all of the suds are very... And the towel thing wrapped around her head like a turban. The turban, yeah. She's got the flowers and the candles and all you need is... And she's talking like this. She's very centered. She's so centered. There should have been yoga music behind it. Probably had a Percocet and a glass of wine. Valerie tells us from her very mellow spot in the bathtub that the universe has shown the way. Well, the universe has shown me the way. The yoga cover, even Mark's injury, they're all signs to get off the treadmill. That dangerous treadmill that keeps you running. To what? From what? So I've decided to let it all go. I'm going to focus on the inside. Focus on what's really important. Me. Get off the treadmill. (laughs) That dangerous treadmill that keeps you running. To what? From what? What she needs to do is focus on what's really important. Me. (laughs) Like she hasn't been. (laughs) This is something new for her. Everything she does isn't all about her. I am spitting all over myself right now. I'm so excited about... Jenny found her center. <laughs> and it's for when she's 85. It's very <laughs> juicy. It's a, and I need... <laughs> that was a... I, I need, didn't want to hear that. I need you to cut my meat, Marcy. <laughs> Miss Marcy. Personal. Personal moments. So in the middle of this moment of hers, Mark's, Mark comes in because he needs help opening his pills. Now, can you help me? I can't get the top off this. Well, I'm in the bathtub, Mark. Oh, okay. I'm coming. Are you wearing a bathing suit in the bathtub? Yes, Mark. Yes, I am. Why? Because I don't do nudity. She gets out of the bathtub and he's very taken aback by the fact that she's in a bathing suit and she's like I don't do nudity <laughs> no but first he was like are you in a bathing suit because <laughs> didn't you have that thought when she got out first when she got out of the tub I was like oh uh oh and then when you saw and it was like a not even a good bathing suit it was like a, a, it was a, a mom bar. suit right it was a lady suit <laughs> a lady bathing suit it was a Mayo remember the M-A-I-L-L-O-T remember those bathing suits no they used to call that's what they used to call one piece bathing suits a Mayo 
Well, I have my lady bathing suit that I wear <laughs> many, many afternoons when we're with more than our closest friends. Like, if it's just if we're going over to, like, Car and Susan's, if we're going over to people that we're very close to, like, okay, fine, I'll wear a bikini or whatever. But when we are in mixed company, I wear the lady bathing suit. It's <laughs> tasteful. The lady I suit. haven't worn a bathing suit since 1972, so. <laughs> when you were, like, two years old? Yes, exactly. So she also informs Mark in the scene that they need to get rid of the workout room and create, or no, maybe she doesn't tell him, maybe she just tells the camera, but that she's going to convert the workout room to a work-in room. It's going to become a zen room. He's off the Percocet by now, isn't no, he? No, no, because he oh, came right. to get her to open oh, it. Oh, right, 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 yeah. And he agrees to it. And then you hear him, you hear him spill it, and that's what gets her out of the bathtub. Anyways, in that scene, she announces that she wants to make the workout room into a zen room, and then we cut to the next day, and she is with Adam, who is the interior designer that is helping her design her new zen room, which has a room full of Buddhas. Esperanza is in the background getting rid of things that she wants out of the room, and Esperanza is very confused on what to do with the Scrabble. Um, she calls it something, though. Does she call it Scribble? Or... I don't remember. I don't remember what Esperanza calls it, but she's just... There's just a lot of crap in that room, and Esperanza doesn't know what to do with it. The designer doesn't want to talk about his other clients. Valerie keeps trying to name drop all the other clients. Adam designed Goldie Hawn's end room. I prefer not to discuss my client list. Oh, sure. Yeah. As long as you don't have a problem with publicity, though, because... You know, this Zen room got me a three-page spread and be yoga. No, yeah, yeah, I'm thrilled. Oh, I'm thrilled. I just rather not talk about. It. I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. The Goldie Hawn. She keeps bringing. It was up. mostly Goldie Hawn that she kept wanting to talk about. She's trying. They're trying to pick out a Buddha or a Buddha, a Buddha. And she said she felt like Goldilocks and makes a Goldie Hawn Goldilocks joke. In the midst of all this, Mark enters after his first day back at work. Now he is no longer on Percocet, and a reality sets in. Hello, Mark. So how was your first day back? Fine. Mm, good. Great. Oh, Mark, this is Adam Maya. He's the interior designer. It's a pleasure. Oh, what happened? I fell off a treadmill. Yeah. Working out? Sure. Damien Young's delivery of this line was so great. He's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's go with that. Yeah. Right. We also learn some more about their finances in this scene. Because Mark is still not really sure about this remodel. Look at these. Wow. Already, huh? Well, sure. Yeah. We're on a deadline. You know, photo shoots in four days. So Adam and I were just talking about which Buddha. Buddha? 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 Whatever you're comfortable with. Okay. I think Buddha. Buddha's better. It's great. Yeah. So, we, we, we think this one, Mark. What do you think? Sure, how much? Mark, you can't put a price tag on spirituality. Yes, I can. How much? It's 12000 12000 wow. Does it come with his own car? <laughs> <laughs> the photo shoot for the bee yoga covers in four days, so this whole room has to be redone. What? I don't know. Mark, you agreed two days ago to do this. Yeah, I was high as a kite. Man. You don't even do yoga. I did do yoga, Mark. Hatha. Hatha yoga. When? Before we were married, okay? I did things. 
50,000, like we discussed. She did yoga, Hatha, before they were married, and, you know, oh, this is where she's like, I did things! <laughs> and he says, okay, $50,000, like we discussed. And in the middle of this, too, Esperanza enters, having found a box of posters. Well, what are these? Oh, that's where those are! Oh! And we don't really know what they are, but we just see that she's pulled something. It's kind of setting us up. We're back at room and board, and it's the costume room. Oh, right, or right, the right. The, yes. That's what I'm, I keep calling it, the dressing room. I guess, yeah, I guess it's just the costume room. Right. Right? I'm just trying to think, is there another word for that? No, is there another yeah. name? No, it's the costume room. And Valerie enters as Juno is uh, putting her shirt on. Again, brawless. Yep. Always. Valerie announces that Valerie's got a magazine cover for B Yoga, and Juna comments that she's never done yoga, and Valerie invites her to join her because she's going to have a private class the next day at her home, and Juna should come, and Mickey's going to come and join. Oh my and, god, the thought of Mickey doing yoga. And then the big reveal. He should come on Saturday. Oh, yeah, join in. Mickey's joining. We'll oh. see. Well, we will. I would love that, Val. That would be so great. Great. Yeah. More the merrier. Okay. Truly. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I was throwing out some stuff, you know, letting go of old attachments. It's an important thought in yoga. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I found this. <laughs> oh, my God, Val. That is fantastic. Check out that hair. So 80. Oh, yeah. Isn't it, isn't it fun? I was like, look what I found. Like, and it's very, very clear that it's, like her, she wants to be like Juno with the big Rolling Stone poster. It's huge. I mean, it's a it's a big. It's like the things you used to buy at Poster Mat in Westwood when you were a teenager. Well, you didn't live here, but Poster Mat. Right. It was this, it was the poster right. store in Westwood that we would all get our poster our bedroom posters at. The bedroom posters. It's it's some kid had that. It was bedroom posters and bones. B and B. It was a B and B. You wonder what kids had that poster on their wall and were masturbating to to Valerie Cherish. Cherish. I did it the year I met came out, so. Girl, your pants are undone. I know. Look at it. The top of her jeans are unsnapped. Val, I can't believe it. I know. It's so risque, huh? Risque, uh uh-huh. Unsassy. Nasty. (laughs) And sassy, you're nasty. (laughs) He's so flamboyant. I love it. Yes, and proud in a way that I think Mickey Mickey isn't. Well, Mickey's a different generation gay. It's generational gay. And Mickey is a hundred times more flamboyant. Yeah. So she unfurls the poster, and it's a very sexy poster from the 1980s of Valerie. Again, looking awesome. And not looking all that much different than... No, she looked the same. Everyone's jaw sort of drops, and... While I share with you that feeling of, oh, God, you know, here she goes. She's trying to be like Juna and with Juna's... There was still also this real, like, yeah, damn, she looks good. And everybody genuinely gave her this very sweet and open and complimentary feedback. Nobody... I didn't get the feeling like anybody in that room was playing, oh, you're just doing... You're just trying to get attention away from Juna. I really thought they were genuinely, like... Hey, like, look at that. I mean, she is an actress, and they are used to that, right? They are used to kissing actresses' asses. 
in the midst of this exchange, Tom and Polly G enter and they see poster and Tom is like, hey, you know, genuinely sort of like, wow. And then Polly eyes it and he smiles and he leaves kind of speechless. Didn't he say you have a rock and bod? You had a rock and bod. No. Are you sure? I have it down. Polly G eyes it, smiles, and leaves speechless. Polly... Did Tom say you had a rockin' bod? Because one of them did, and I noticed it because it was had. It was in the past tense, and really, she looks exactly the same. Right. She still has a rockin' bod. She does still have a rockin' rockin' bod, and I'll have to go back and look and see, because I think you're right. Somebody did say something, but for whatever reason, I really feel strongly that it wasn't Polly. Okay. I think it was Tom. It was one of the two, so. (laughs) Val. You had a rockin' body. <laughs> well, always have to get myself, you know, in shape. <laughs> Polly doesn't know what to say. <laughs> it's this very oddly sexy poster. Wow. Couldn't handle the sexual yeah. tension between us. <laughs> Girl, I have got to have this. The costumer is going to hang it up in the dressing room. Oh, you going to put it up somewhere? Yes, honey, uh, Right. Hey, June and I can be the poster twins. Yes, exactly. honey, the poster twins. <laughs> Then we cut to Valerie's house. It's outside by the pool, and she's having a private yoga class with Juna and Mickey, and it's just way too much for Mickey, who is in his caftan, his long black caftan, and fanning himself, and his very white calves, you know, as he's trying to those poses. Oh, he was. And, of course, as always, he looks like he's about to die. Again, we are on heart attack watch. Yes. Mickey heart attack watch. We can hear all the work that's being done inside in the Zen room. And the yoga instructor is telling Valerie, just acknowledge it and let it go through you. And, you know, focus on the movement. And Mickey's just like, I'm out of here. Mickey can't sustain it. Juna is having a very difficult time, which is kind of also nice to see. Like, everything doesn't necessarily come really easy to Juna, as you might think. And she is relegated to child's pose. Valerie is still determined that she's going to get these poses. She's doing warrior pose. She's doing warrior, which I don't think warrior pose is all that difficult. No, that's what was funny about it. Warrior pose is a very challenging pose. Warrior two. This one's warrior two. That's right. Yeah. Valerie is very distracted by the instructor touching her and moving her. Yeah. And every time he touches her hip, she gets like, whoa! Yeah. Or Again. Sorry, it was a woman. Yeah. Again, it's this sort of this weird... Yeah. Which is like, yoga teachers always touch you. Always. I don't love it either. It contrasts with the scene right before where she's got the sexy poster and everything. And it's like, look at me and and here it is, like, don't touch me. Very much a contrast. (sighs) I used to be able to do this. Well, you know, try and accept where you are now, you know. Yoga's about accepting your limitations. Yoga's about accepting your limitations. The instructor's really trying to meet Valerie where she's at and tell her, you know, to be patient and all the yoga instructor bullshit, and I say bullshit with love. (laughs) Then Valerie says, well, that's all well and good, but I really need to master this pose because I've got a photo shoot tomorrow. Don't worry, you'll get there eventually. Me and Starlin, I don't have time to get there eventually. Okay, I'm shooting the cover of a yoga magazine tomorrow. Oh, you're going to be on the cover of a yoga magazine. Yeah, you know, and I need you to coach me a pose, so I'm going to look good doing. Jesus, we have work to do. Yeah. And the face on the instructor just changes. She's like, 
Jesus, we've got work to do. And she suddenly was not zen at all. No. Jesus, we have work to do. Yeah. No, like, well, okay. And I know I'm on this show right now, on this reality show, and I'm going to get blamed if she sucks. That's what I got. It was a very Hollywood moment. That's true, too. I didn't even read that into it, but you're right. There's her own reputation and careers yeah, online. in Hollywood. In the Hollywood. The last scene, as the credits are rolling, is the photo shoot. And we know it's the next morning. The director of the photo shoot is very upset with Billy, and he says, I thought you said she could do yoga. Oh, and she was in so much pain. And they had her doing this, that balancing pose, which is really hard, and it wasn't the pose they had worked on. Right. She was saying, like, I just need one pose, and right. why was that the pose they, they chose? Right. I don't know what that pose is called. She admits that she's already had six Advil, because somebody offers her some Mickey. more. Mickey. It was Mickey. Wasn't it Mickey said, should I get you some Advil? Right, because Mickey's right there with her. Of and course. she's like, I've already had six today. Billy is... Getting into it with the Zen photography, it starts like physically, oh, like he's, pushing. Yeah, I know. He's got a bad temper. He's like not to be fucked with. Okay, this is not happening. It's called a B yoga because she's supposed to be able to do yoga. Look, she's guaranteed this cover. She's not guaranteed shit. I kind of love it. <laughs> it's a Bukatinsky moment. We also then have Valerie like trying to get all of it together. What the Hey, 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 now, this is, this is a Zen room, all right? It's a, it's a place of peace. We know she went over budget. Okay, I didn't pay $63,000 to have it all busted up. She's assuring everybody that they can definitely get the cover. It's gonna happen. Now, I can do this. I can do this. I did this pose perfectly yesterday. Now, just give me a minute. Just need a minute to find my center. Okay, Mickey? Give me a couple of Mark's Percocets. And then she pulls Mickey in and asks him to go and get some of Mark's Percocet. Three. <laughs> Probably three. Bring three the whole bottle. Set. Jesus, we have work to do. And actually, that isn't when the credits. The credits then roll over her, and you see it's just her preserving little articles from Us Weekly and the Bee Yoga cover. And she's like, oh, it turned out really well. And you can tell she's putting it in a scrapbook. And Yeah, and it did look good. Yeah, it looked great. For everything that they went through, she yeah. looked good. And that Percocet worked and she it always the thing is it kind of always works out for valerie you know she gets the job done she is good on the show you know she is a pro she is a pro you know and she did look good on on that cover she gets it done she knows what she wants and when she gets it it usually works out for her it's good to see and i'm glad that Billy is now part of the story and sticking up for her. And he may be a bully, but at least he's a bully on her behalf. Maybe right. He's a bully. No, I love him. Face off. I love him. I love the new character. I love the, the episodes where we see the costume guy. Yes. I love him. You nasty. We got to see the sexy poster she did. And yeah, there's. I, I really like this episode, too. I do, too. It's another, I really like this one. And it is her accepting her limitations. But we also see, like, again, how she is a pro. Again, that episode was written by Amy B. Harris and directed by David Steinberg. Our next episode up is going to be episode 11, Valerie Stands Out on the Red Carpet, which we're looking forward to. So we know that there's something big on the horizon. Maybe an awards show. Maybe an awards show. Ooh. And, uh... Yeah, we hope you'll join us for that. 
Bye, Miss Jenny. Bye, Miss Marcy. I miss you, Miss Marcy. I miss you, Miss Jenny. Oh, I don't want to see that. 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 I don't want